All right, so welcome in. This is episode uh, 24 of Bullshitters. 24, not bad, not bad. Uh, we've got Dan on the screen. We've got myself. Uh, if you listen to Seltzer Sample Sunday, uh, I think we've found a name for me. He's Aloha Dan, and now I'm just my Jake. My Jake. So, uh, um, for, yeah. for anybody curious that didn't listen to Seltzer Sample Sunday, I have a close friend down here in Boise, also sharing the name Jake. Yeah. Uh, and so it gets a little confusing talking about uh, Jake to my significant other. So when I say Jake, I have to clarify somehow. And uh, that clarification came in the form of either uh, the Jake that we are both friends with, i.e. our Jake, or just the Jake that uh, I was primarily friends with in college, that being my Jake. My Jake, that's me. So, maybe maybe not the best form of clarification, but hey, it works. My Jake and Aloha Dan coming to you live from the basements of our dwellings. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually upstairs, but yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're upstairs. I got I mean, thrown if off because you... you took the pictures off the wall when you painted. It's true. Uh, there is going to be something going back up there eventually. Uh, I don't remember what right now. We have an idea in mind. But, Probably a uh, picture of a gold rhinoceros or something. I, I think it's actually the uh, the picture of of uh, White Goodman uh, grabbing the bull by the horns and just you got to grab you know, that, by the horns. It's a yeah. metaphor. <laughs> that giant picture he had up in his office. That's that's what I would like. You know what? Coincidentally, Lauren actually has a smaller version of that picture in her office. I'm not kidding oh, at all. Oh, okay. All right. I like great, it. I like the style. It's a great picture. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, on Seltzer Sample Sunday, I think we got to uh, just talking about random stuff. And I don't know if you know this, Dan, but your significant other popped on screen momentarily i think you must have been on a water break or something I, I i was i was paying the uh paying the water bill but yeah, yeah i saw that when i got back not only was she wearing the airpod that she claims to so uh despise uh -huh. but she was also on camera which she claims to despise as well right she was in fact guilty of both and she actually brought up uh, a question she asked me a what is a, a Christmas movie I would recommend that maybe you guys haven't seen? I believe is how she phrased it. I don't remember exactly, but something sure. along those lines. So that got me thinking. I got the wheels turning. Tonight's topic is going to be our individually, not together, but our five best Christmas movies, highly recommended, and our five least recommended or worst christmas movies so rewind to the very first episode of our podcast and we had a like march madness bracket of the best adult cartoons i.e like uh, family guy south park those kinds of shows sure uh so similarly we will have a list of the best and the worst of so I figured we'd tee it up early and get to discussion because, 
frankly, we don't have all night. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, we do we do literally have all night actually, um, but I understand the sentiment. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I I know pretty immediately what my number one Christmas movie is of all time. But you can't start number one. That's no fun. Oh, that takes what? the fun out of things. I feel like that's it's it's you got to get the obvious ones out of the way. Okay. All right. I'll let you. How about you go with your five, and then I'll go with my five. Well, I don't know if I. I okay. Or should we go back and forth? Should we go back and forth? I think forth? we should go back and forth. Okay. So what's your let's let's start. What's your number five? You're like you know. If I've watched the other four, I'll watch this one. I like it still, but it's not my favorite. It's not my number one. Not my number one, um, but I like it. And I like the actor in other shows, too, in movies. Uh, I'm going to go with the original Santa Claus. That You will also uh, see that on my list as well. Okay. Uh, All right, and that's it my will, number five. It will not be at the number five slot, and it won't be in my least favorite, so... It's a little higher. You can surmise. Oh, okay. All right. Get throwing a dangling a little teaser out there. Yeah. Um, the question I think remains, and this is a hotly debated topic. Yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> there, mm-hmm. That's hot in the streets, as the kids mm-hmm. say these days. That's a as hot they topic. say. That's a hot yeah. topic. Uh, I would venture to say. Yes, simply because it occurs around Christmas time. That's true. So um, I, if, I would venture to, I would lean yes on that. If we're going to count that, I would definitely say that is up there for me as uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies. But I understand that sometimes you can't count that and that's okay. Okay. So, so if, a alternative. Yeah, if we're not counting that, I think for me, uh, probably my number five would be a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, you and Kendall are in in agreement with that. I, she loves that. She loves I that movie. love a Christmas Carol, just the story in itself. And I love anything that the Muppets do. By the way, the Muppets came out with a Haunted Mansion. This I year. saw that. Yeah, it was quite good. I would was recommend it. Good? it. Similar to the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion? Uh, it was it was obviously sillier since it was the Muppets. But, yeah. I mean, that's it's the same premise, obviously. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We wanted to... I think it's in our queue on uh, Disney+. Plus. Isn't it on Disney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is on Disney+. Plus. That's what I thought. All right. So you have uh, the Muppet Christmas, number five. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Okay. All right. And I already mentioned uh, the Santa Claus, Tim Allen. I love Tim Allen for I, I mostly from his home improvement days because I loved home improvement. So, so uh, speaking of a little little tangent yeah. on home improvement, yeah, I looked up a list of the uh, worst Christmas movies according uh-huh. to I believe it's according to Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so this will be skewed a little bit. Probably, but there was a Christmas movie I had never heard of, and it was called I'll Be Home for Christmas. 
It was released in 1998. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're about to spoil something. What? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Come on, man. That was the relation. That was my full circle, the home improvement. Oh, God. Uh, Actually, it's funny you say that. It's not going to spoil anything because that would be on my honorable mentions. If we did a top 10 of best, I love that movie. Really? But it it didn't fit in the top five. You've never heard of that? I've never, I've I've certainly never seen it. I may have heard of it at one point. It's like a, you know, like a typical 90s movie. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's good. It's funny. That's fair. You know, it's it's of the same ilk. Is that the right word? Same ilk? Uh, I think, I mean, it sounds right. Let's let's see. Of the same Uh, ilk of, yeah. Of the place or estate of the same name. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of of the same. uh, Have you seen Man of the House? With Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase? Uh, no, I can't say I have. Oh, my God. Have you seen... Uh... I can tell you, I think I don't think I've ever seen a movie starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, so... Tom and Hook. Never seen Tom and Hook. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's like every other Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie, but you haven't seen any of them, so... Fair enough. They're all the uh, same. It, this one's just seasonal. I can imagine. I mean, I can, I can pretty easily imagine uh kind of where you're going with that it's jonathan taylor thomas he was hot in the 90s yeah i mean and then nobody has heard of him since well he was on a few episodes of last man standing oh was he yeah he owns the the restaurant that one of the daughters works at she's like the manager that makes sense yeah so he's only in i don't know five episodes he looks exactly the same but he's like 40 now it's weird according to this list (laughs) Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas movie. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that one's hot in the streets. I don't think I'm gonna agree with that. I'm gonna... Now, kind of uh, on the same topic, there is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? I mean, it's kind of both, isn't it? Yeah. But because I would say because it takes place in Christmas Town. I would say it's probably a Christmas movie. That's what I would count it as. Okay, fair enough. Then that may be an honorable mention as well, because I do love that movie. Well, we'll throw that in there with uh, Die Hard, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's in the same the, pool as, as Die Hard. The honorable mentions list, absolutely. Yes, yes. All right, so now, what, what's now your shall number we go, four then? Should, well, should we go best, or should we go to, should we just stick to the best and then go down to the worst? I think we stick to the best and then go to the worst. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to even have five worst Christmas movies. Well, when you hear me rattle off, I only have four because I couldn't think of a fifth one because I don't spend that much time watching bad Christmas movies. But yeah, exactly. uh, That's kind of my point. All right. So number four, best Christmas movie. I'm going to go with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. Yeah, the Jim Carrey version. That's understandable. If it's... I mean, if you don't like that movie, first off, you're you're a liar. Secondly, you probably know at least, even if you haven't seen it, you know at least three quotes from that movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say probably. I just looked it up prior to us recording. That came out in 2000. Hard to believe, 21 years ago. Yeah, I was like, holy crap. Uh, okay, that dates me a little bit, so. 
Uh, what about you? Yeah, well, so did your Jonathan Taylor Thomas references. So hey, those I'm, a, prob- I'm a kid of the 90s, man. Those probably date you worse, actually, than liking Jim Carrey in The Grinch. Name the last movie, the most recent movie Jim Carrey did. Oh, I mean, I don't even—I don't even have the slightest clue. Ah, uh, I would guess like Mr. Popper's Penguins, and uh, I think that's pretty old. I mean, I really—I'll I'll look it up here, but I don't have the slightest clue what he's been in recently. I think he did one of those uh, comedians getting coffee in cars ones with. Uh, oh yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, no, it was no, that was oh, that one is Seinfeld. You're right, yeah. Comedians I was thinking coffee or whatever. It is. I was thinking of the one with uh, oh god, Dave Letterman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forget uh, what that one's so he called. Was on, he's been on SNL a couple times playing Biden. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog, duh. Oh, okay, I never saw that, but I wanted to. I didn't either, but I, I would actually I would watch that. I think he was a villain in Sonic the Hedgehog. He was. He was Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, Robotnik. There we go. Um, okay, well, I think my number four yeah. would probably be, you know, I didn't love this movie initially, but it has grown on me. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do like watching Elf. Elf is a fun... I, I knew. I, I knew it. I knew I, you would have that on your list. I like Elf. I, I uh, just, it's a fun Christmas story. If you see him running around the store gimbals with the black guy chasing him around with the baseball bat, just beating the hell out of his Lego town. I mean, that's hilarious. And then his fight with Santa. And I mean, when all, he yells, of course, Santa at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Santa! <laughs> and then, I mean, of course, you have to love it because Ed Asner was Santa Claus. And yeah. not only that, but you had Bob Newhart as Papa Elf. You can't have Bob Newhart in it. And a random Peter Dinklage cameo as a very angry elf. True, true. And James Caan. Isn't and James, James Caan? as yeah. the father, yeah. And, I mean, obviously Zoe Deschanel. Uh, John Favreau. Yeah. Got, yeah, I mean that's got a pretty good cast. It's a pretty solid cast, but I love Bob Newhart. I I have loved Bob Newhart since I first saw him or first heard him do stand up. It's funny you say that because one of the local TV stations up here, not on cable, shows the Bob Newhart show like every yeah, night. The Re-run. original Bob Newhart show, not the new kind yeah, of yeah, not Newhart, not Newhart. The I it it wasn't quite a remake, but it wasn't quite a. Uh, I don't an even know original what idea <laughs> yeah exactly he like remade his own show he basically did yeah but I I loved the Bob Newhart show I watched mm-hmm. that a lot I've got a couple of uh I think his greatest hits uh of his stand-up on my phone oh, really? and he's funny uh, he yeah, is he so is very funny. funny he does and he does great what I love about him most is he has the best deadpan I think of any comedian ever and the way he does his stand-up is he always is either like on the phone or something. So you hear like one half of the conversation and you have to infer the other half. And oh God, he is so funny. It's intellectual comedy. 
it, it was it was intellectual comedy and it was not vulgar it was family friendly but it was still funny he's still alive right you know i honestly couldn't tell you uh yeah i mean it, it looks yeah. like he is he is <laughs> not looking good that's for damn sure but he's probably like 90 because he was old on new heart and that was in 90 like the... yeah he's yeah. 92 yeah i was gonna say that was in like the 80s <laughs> He did play Professor Proton on The Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's true. I Somewhat do more that. recently. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's that true. That was probably his most... Uh-oh, why is David Letterman trending? Is he dead? I hope not. No. All right, we're good. Not dead. Okay. News flat. That'd be awesome if we were the ones to break that news, though. Breaking okay. news. Letterman is still alive. Yeah, breaking news. Nothing to be fearful of here, folks. <laughs> Bob Newhart and Letterman uh, both still appear to be alive. So that's very, good news. very much living still. Yeah. Yeah. So no, really not news at all, if we're being honest. <laughs> but we got to, we, we're not a news pod. We're not no, a news pod. We certainly no. never claim to be. So uh, getting, getting on with tonight's theme, what yes. is number three on the list? And say, sayeth my Jake. You think my previous references dated me this one i'm a sucker for the classics i'm a sucker for the classics let's just put it that way uh it shows on tv every year it's it's like the most mainstream classic of all time it, i mean is it chevy chase wrong 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 way older than that oh way well then older. it's got to be it's either white christmas or a wonderful life it's a wonderful life it's on or, TV or it might have been year. like Miracle on 34th Street. Okay, Miracle on 34th Street did not make the cut either. I would say honorable mention. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, but no, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a classic. It's so a classic. With Jimmy Stewart? Is that right? Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. He's yeah. one of my favorite like old-time actors. I've seen Jimmy a ton Stewart. of his movies. I took a, in high school, believe it or not, I took a film sociology class. So we got to watch a lot of classic movies and stuff like that. And that's how I discovered that I like classic movies. So fair enough. We watched that's probably I, four or five Jimmy Stewart movies. So I think I think we should all have an appreciation of classic cinema because it wasn't always just freaking green screens and CGI. It wasn't always just Marvel. Yeah, there was a time in which they had to actually be creative when making movies and honestly i believe truly yeah this is a very a very tangential thought yeah but i truly believe that star wars was so incredibly popular because of how creative they were with the special effects and mm -hmm. i think i i think that's maybe why star wars isn't doing quite as well today because everyone's so used to seeing all those special effects. They're not doing anything new. They're not doing anything revolutionary. And the stories told in Star Wars were pretty, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say basic, but they were very, you know, expected. I mean, other than Darth Vader, I am your father. That was obviously a big twist. Yeah. But for the most part, it was just the hero's journey. The same mm -hmm. hero's journey that you see in the Odyssey and that you see in uh, the Matrix and that you see in every other story ever. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's a, a side thought. But. That's true. I would agree. Uh, you know, I think I've said this once. Maybe I've said it twice or three times, but 
I'm not really a Star Wars or Star Trek diehard. I'm yeah. kind of like right in the middle. I appreciate them. I appreciate them, but I'm not going to go out and buy every book ever written or uh, a lot every of figurine or, or I, I know people that spend hundreds of dollars on like Darth Vader costumes and just walk around in them. Yeah. And you, I like, mean, you've been over what? to, aunt, you've been over to my aunt and uncle's house up there in Coeur d'Alene. Does he have a Darth Vader costume? No, but you've seen the basement, haven't you? I don't think so. Kendall, I've heard from Kendall about it, but I don't think. Oh, I've no seen kidding. It. You'll have to, you'll have to go over. I mean, you can, I'll have to come up and we'll we'll go over and take you on the tour sometime. Even though you're not that big a fan, it's pretty uh, awe-inspiring just the sheer volume of his collection that he fits in this basement of this not-that-big house. Well, like I said, I I appreciate it. We, yeah. We've watched them. Every year we watch them in order. So, like, episode one, two, three. Then we watch the classics, four, five, six. Then we jump up to the new trilogy. You, you watch them uh, in order of one, two, three, huh? Yeah. We do. We watch them in chronological order. And, okay, I'm a fan of Hayden Christensen, kind of, and I have no explanation as to why, because he is horrible in the one, two, three. He is repulsive. It's just, it's bad. They couldn't find anyone else to play that role. Not even. Apparently not. Nobody. Nobody else. I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of other people that could, but they apparently thought he was the best. Well, someone fucked up. I don't know who. I don't know who to blame. The casting agent, maybe the the director, maybe maybe uh, maybe the uh, cinematographer. I don't know. I don't know who you blame. But Hayden Christensen was terrible. Did you hear, though, since you're a, a regular on the Disney Plus uh, streaming service, uh, the Book of Boba Fett series is coming out. I hadn't heard and, that. And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is getting a series of his own on Disney Plus, much like The Mandalorian. So I did I did hear about the Obi-Wan. Um, and, it's and I think Ewan McGregor. Ewan's whatever. coming back, yeah. Yeah. I was pretty sure. So yeah, they're doing a book of Boba. The not book Boba of, tea. Not Boba T, but Boba Fett. Boba Fett, yeah. Very, yeah. very different. Don't get those mixed up or he'll kill you. Well, and they're doing another one too. What's the what's the in the Mandalorian? Have you seen all those episodes of that show? You know, I got about halfway in and I was just busy at the time it came out. So no, I have not seen them all yet. I was but I, say, I intend to. I think there's two seasons out. Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are two classic. seasons. Uh, As is it Asuka or Asuka or something? She's a character in The Mandalorian, introduced in The Mandalorian. She also is getting her own show. And the Star Wars Bad Batch, the cartoon is like the Star Wars Clone Wars. That just came out. So if you're not caught up on your Star Wars, now's the time. Now is your chance. Going into 2022 here, get caught up on Star Wars over your holiday break if you actually get a holiday break. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you happen to mention your number three? Not yet. Uh, it's the Santa Claus. We already oh. we already talked about it. Uh, I love Tim Allen. I usually I watch Allen. at least number one. Uh, most of the time, number two. I like that with Mrs. Claus. 
That yeah. one's fun. Um, number three, I I don't love. I I mean I do. I like Martin Short. Yeah, I love Martin Short. That's what I was gonna say. I like Martin Short. He's fun. I think he plays a fun character, and I obviously love Tim Allen, but. I don't love the third one quite as much, but it's definitely the Santa Claus number one is still one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Phenomenal movie. Name any movie uh, franchise that you love the third one. None. I mean, The Matrix, I didn't even like the second one, nonetheless, yeah. the third one. The third one doesn't make any sense in The Matrix. That's, uh, I'm sure I mean, that's when why you, they have a four. It, does it specifically have to be a trilogy? Because like Prisoner of Azkaban was pretty good. Yeah, the Harry Potter ones are the only ones that where the sequels are pretty solid. Yeah, they're solid. Um, Usually a sequel is okay, but if you start getting into two sequels or three yeah. sequels or whatever, like if there's five of whatever movie you're watching, it's like, yeah. well, and I think we saw that with Star Wars. The first three were incredible. Yeah. And then they did episode one, two, and three, and we're like, what? <laughs> true. You know? And then I've even heard people, I liked the most recent trilogy but i've even heard people say like what the hell's going on here like they just i don't know episode eight i really struggled with i didn't think it was i thought the the casino scene came mm -hmm. absolutely out of nowhere yeah it was just i mean the whole thing i remember thinking episode eight was just definitely not their best work episode yeah. seven wasn't bad Episode nine wasn't bad, but eight I just I struggled with. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I I may be barking up the wrong tree here, but the writers of eight or nine, one of those last two in that trilogy, are the writers of Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, David Banoff and DB Weiss or whatever the hell their names yeah. are. Yep, and everyone was pissed off because they basically ditched Game of Thrones well, they wanted to write Star Wars. Correct, yeah, they wanted 10 seasons of Game of Thrones, and yeah. they decided by season six, all right, we're just going to do eight, season seven's going to be a full season, and then eight's just going to be like six episodes, and then we're done. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. still, to this day, say seasons probably one through, I'll give them five. I'll give them one through five of Game of Thrones are some of the best quality television that's ever been created. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It uh, it's such in depth, complex storylines. The budget for the actual, uh, the costume design and the sets and the CGI, all yeah. phenomenal, and it's it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, we love it. It's so disappointing that it really, because you were telling me for years, I, I can remember, remember for years saying, Dan, you got to watch Game of Thrones. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I'll, I'll ship you the Blu-rays. You've mm -hmm. got to see this show. And I didn't start until season six was already out. Yeah. So I, I started watching one at, when season six was coming or when season seven was coming out. I think mm -hmm. I got all the way caught up to the point where I ended season seven with everybody else. And then I waited the one year and got disappointed with everybody else live seeing eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It, it really is. That was one of the best shows. Such a good buildup to just womp 
Uh, yeah. Kind of like, honestly, I don't know if you're a fan, but Arrested Development. Seasons yeah. one through three, phenomenal. Once Netflix got involved, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Horrible. I tell people, yeah. just do not watch it because you will hate yourself for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's now I've heard from Netflix that they don't want to go over like five seasons of any show just because production costs and stuff get too expensive. Makes sense. So they're. So they just cut shows off five or less because Ozark was one of like the most popular Netflix shows. Good. I liked, I've only seen through like season three of Ozark. It's dark. It's dark. It is dark. It is dark. um, Yeah, it's good. It's really good. But, and then season five came out and they were like, all right, that's it. And you're like, what? But like, it's so good. It's dark in a different way than like Game of Thrones season eight, episode two was. That was just literally dark. Like yeah. you couldn't see shit that was happening on the screen. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're I not think putting on, the people in the Christmas mood right now. I know. We aren't putting people on that. We got to get back to the Christmas spirit. So let's, let's just hit it hard. What's your number two? Speaking of to the Christmas spirit, number two, my number two. Clark shitters full. <laughs> Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. That yep, is yep. absolutely every, fair. Right, right every now, every time got... I plug, I plug my Christmas lights in. Yeah. I picture the same thing, Ooh. Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a phenomenal movie. Um, not to not to spoil it, but that is my number one. Oh, uh, Christmas vacation. Okay. I can't. I can't have a Christmas season where I don't watch that movie at least once. Uh, right now, Lauren loves it too. We've got three different little just shit that you would get at Home Goods, mm-hmm. just little wooden plaques and signs and stuff with quotes on them. And one of them says "Shitters Full," and then one of them says, "You serious, Clark?" <laughs> uh, and I think I think the third one says "Jolliest Bunch of." Oh, hang on, I gotta. I can't read it. Jolliest bunch of assholes or oh, something? No. It, it's this. Looks great. Little full. A lot of sass. <laughs> That's when awesome. He, when he opens up that fucking enormous tree in his front room that he literally dug out of the frozen ground with his bare hands. <laughs> he had no tools. That's true. That's true. He did not. You know what's odd about Christmas Vacation? It's arguably the best of the vacation movies, and it's yes. a Christmas movie. Like, it's it's strange. Yeah. I don't know. I it's, like the uh, original vacation movie, too, where they go to Wally World. But to go to, yeah, because there's four. There's Wally World, there's Christmas Vacation, there's European Vacation. Which is not good. And then there's Vegas Vacation. I've never seen Vegas Vacation. Also not great. Really? The European yeah. one's not good, either. No, European vacation was not good, but the new vacation with Ed Helms and Christina Applegate and Christina Applegate, fucking hilarious. I need to watch it. Oh my God. So funny. I, my dad and I, I can remember watching that for the first time. We just about pissed ourselves in one of the scenes because he rents, he rents this van to go on the road trip. And obviously the the family truckster was an outrageous vehicle. So they also had to make an outrageous vehicle. Yeah. And they partnered with Toyota 
and got this modified sienna that they call the tartan prancer and the <laughs> tartan prancer is the funniest fucking vehicle that has ever wait, been wait, on wait. TV. it drives both ways right no, it doesn't, but it's got mirrors on both front and back. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I've seen maybe part of it, like scenes yeah. from it. Yeah. It, That's funny. I mean, it, you have this key fob that has like literally 30 buttons on it. And <laughs> one of the buttons is a swastika. Like, <laughs> you're just looking at this giant remote in your hand. You have no idea what it does. <laughs> I mean, oh man! Oh, there are so many funny, funny scenes in that movie. Uh, uh, that it, it's too bad that they haven't made a second one out of that yet. Because the first one was really good. That, but I'll have to watch it. Maybe to they're going to remake Christmas Vacation eventually with Ed Helms. That would be funny. I would, I would do that. Do a Christmas Vacation with Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. Have like, uh. Chevy Chase and and Beverly D'Angelo come stay with them at the house. Have yeah. whoever Christina Applegate's parents would be. Yeah, I think that would be funny. Not to get off track here, but maybe in a future episode we should do like our top five Hollywood actresses. Have we already done that? Definitely not. Definitely not. Christina Applegate might she might make it. She's she's attractive. She's she, big, she's yeah, easy she, on the eyes. She is uh, very attractive easy on the eyes uh and she's, and she's fun. funny she's yeah funny yeah uh i do i do feel that i need to say um i could have number five be interchangeable for me with the regular christmas carol and uh, a muppet christmas carol just okay just saying gotcha. I feel like that was that was necessary uh to you know kind of one of those uh honorable mentions if you will fair enough fair enough Speaking of honorable mention, before I announce my number one, I noticed that you didn't have uh, a Christmas story on your list. Uh, no, a Christmas story is not on my list. My number, my number two, uh, which we didn't get to because we said oh, yeah, number right. one, uh, my number two would probably be Scrooge with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. I knew you had to pull a Bill Murray one out of the hat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I would, I wish I could consider Groundhog's Day like a Christmas movie, but uh, unfortunately that one, there's some other holiday that, that is going on in that movie. I don't remember. Do you remember what it is? It's like, uh, is it President's Day? Maybe. It might, it might be. Is it MLK Day? I don't know. Maybe it's it, Irish people drink a lot of beer day? That's what, uh, every day. Every day they drink a lot of beer copious uh, amounts of alcohol all right so we know my number two uh scrooge we know my number one yeah being national lampoon's christmas vacation what then is your number one i think this is more of a maybe nostalgia sentimental from it's my not childhood jingle thing. all the way is it it's not jingle all the way that's i no. feel like that should be an honorable mention though that Arnold back in his heyday. And Sinbad. Yeah, and Sinbad. But just out there looking for a freaking Christmas toy for his kid. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's actually White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Oh, wow. The original. I love White Christmas. I have no idea why. Uh, it's just it's just good. It's classic. Like, uh, 
I don't know. It's just a good so I, Christmas movie. It's it's positive. It's I don't know. Yeah, I have, in the spirit. I have up here a, a list of the top five Christmas movies. Yeah. Would you care to guess what number one is? They uh, let me tell you. They it's have a wonderful all, life. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful life's number one. Number two, White Christmas. No, Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. Uh, White Christmas is down at number four, but number three you just talked about. Uh, I don't even remember what I just said. Christmas story. Oh, Christmas story. Okay. Number five, neither one of us have mentioned, uh, but it is Home Alone. Kendall mentioned Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a Christmas movie. I'll give him that. Um, and then Scrooge was number six. So okay, between us, we we had quite a bit. Uh, number seven was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which we mentioned. Yeah. Number eight, according to this, is Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, that one's funny, but I'm not like, oh, this is yeah. Christmas. Like, you could watch Bad Santa in the dead of summer if you want. Like, sure. I don't know. Number number nine was a Muppet Christmas Carol, and number ten was a Christmas Carol, the 1951 version. The original, the OG. The OG Christmas. Okay, all right. Speaking of Jim Carrey, we did mention Jim Carrey. Uh, He did a Christmas Carol. He did a cartoon version of it or something, or like a CGI version of it. Yeah, he did the voice of the guy, Scrooge. Let's see, because there was the Patrick Stewart one is the one I love. Yeah. Um, Apparently, there's a, a somewhat newer one. Uh, that I guess I'm not familiar with. Um, Got like Justin Bieber in it. Who the hell knows? Uh, it looks like it came. Oh no no no! Okay, this one is the 1984 version with uh-huh. George C. Scott. Yeah, you know who George C. Scott is? God uh, no. He won a Academy Award for Best Actor, uh, I believe, in uh, what movie was that? He was a military chief. Uh, uh, shoot, I don't remember, but he platoon or Patton. Yeah, Patton. George. Yeah, there we go. Uh-huh. But anyway, he won for Patton and respectfully declined his Best Actor award because there was improper treatment of ah i don't remember maybe soldiers maybe war veterans i'm not sure but Um, some kind of controversy yeah there so he's the first actor i guess to not accept his award Hmm. yeah and then later down the road i believe it was after george c scott did that marlon brando did that for maybe the freshman I don't know, but he did something similar where he had an uh, Indian, like a a Native American, go up and accept his award for him. But she basically gave a speech about how indigenous people and Native Americans aren't treated well and stuff. Marlon Brando kind of accepted his award, but didn't like show up to the Oscars. So that was kind of controversial as well. But there you go. A little history for you. Little history for. for our podcast, we are, who says we're not 
an informative podcast. You know, we should actually change our topic that they can find us under. You know how they could search like comedy podcast? That's what we're mm-hmm. under. Mm-hmm. We should be informative and educational, informative like the children's TV show. Yep, I like yep. it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so okay, well that's uh, I I am going to be significantly worse at uh, our our second half here, the worst Christmas movies because I really don't like I don't know that many bad Christmas movies that I've watched. You don't spend a lot of time watching the bad ones, but well, I don't spend a lot of time watching Christmas movies to begin with. So the fact that you know I the fact I've that only you came up with five ones, positive ones, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I will so then, say I do have a list here of okay. according to the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, which we'll see how many you've actually seen. So number one is the Nutcracker in 3D, which came out in 2013. It has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, never seen it, but I assume yeah. it's like all the other Nutcrackers. I would assume so. Uh, number two is Christmas with the Cranks, Tim Allen. Ah, oh, uh, see, that one's okay, but... And Jamie Lee definitely. Curtis. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd, by the way. It's definitely on the worst list. That is a cheesy movie. Yeah, um, that's fair. I I think I've seen Christmas with the Cranks. I didn't think it was that bad. But um, there's also Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito and Matthew Rob- Broderick. Oh, man, I even forgot about that one. I've seen that one, though. Deck the Halls, uh, Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck, James, James Gandolfini, and Christina Applegate. Surviving Christmas. Never even heard of it. Uh, mixed Nuts with Steve Martin and Madeline Kahn. Huh. No. Never and heard then, of that one. Uh, American, An American Carol, which starred uh, Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother, and Kelsey Grammer. I didn't even know Chris Farley had a brother. I've seen him do stand-up, actually. He's not really? bad, but he's he's not Chris Farley by any means. Yeah. He's probably living off that name, though, huh? I, I'm positive he is. Yeah. And he kind of looks like Chris Farley, too. Huh. They should do a Chris Farley biopic, or whatever they're called, biopic? Yeah. No, you had it they right. Should do that. Yeah, they should do that with Kevin Farley. Yeah, seriously. He'd probably like it. Yeah. Or Chris Farley, but everyone gets a biopic now. It's true. It yeah, man. True. Like Venus and Serena's dad got one. I don't know the whole story, but like. Uh, yeah, the- I I was going to say, I just heard that. Uh, who is the new Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland is doing a biopic. He's playing. Uh, like Giorgio Armani. I don't know. I feel like it's a designer. Uh Fred Astaire. Okay, Fred Astaire. He's playing Fred Astaire in a biopic. Did you know uh, they're remaking yet again Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Really? Yeah. I mean, you just can't beat Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder was the best. He was hands, hands so down. funny. Yeah, he was he good. Was, he was so good. I mean, you're, you're never, well, first of all, today blazing saddles would have never been made correct there's there's no way um yeah but you you'll never beat gene wilder he was just such a classic comedic actor so good macklin macklin say hi look up here come here macklin 
Hey, Macklin, dude, we have a guest. Macklin. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry. Okay. Macklin just, he, I swear to God, I threw the Frisbee for him for 20 minutes before this, just knowing he was going to be an ass and he's still being an ass. <laughs> Did you list all five that Rotten Tomatoes put on there? Uh, yeah, there was definitely more than five. We got, we got up to like 10 or there okay, was, it was the let 22. Me, let me list one. Fred Claus with, uh, yeah, uh -huh. that's on this list. It's so, uh, number 15. It's got Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. Yep. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I put it on the list, but I actually like it. Jingle all the way. Okay. All yeah. Right. It's on my, it's on my worst to take the air out of that one. Uh, I like it, I like it, but I don't know if the people like it. Uh, there's a cartoon version of Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. That's a great movie. No, it's not. It's like a full length. I watched that cartoon every year movie? as a kid. I used to watch it because it was on network TV. So you'd just yeah. be flipping through the six channels you had and boom, yeah. Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. No, I have definitely that. No, that goes in honorable mentions for good no, movies. Good no. movie. I that have not one, seen it. I haven't seen it in probably fifteen years. Can I so. can I describe that one for you? You know when you're uh, I mean, walking in your do. backyard and then you are like, you just walk and all of a sudden you you step in dog shit and you know uh, you stepped in dog shit, but like you just when you step in dog you, shit, does it make a noise usually? Because it doesn't when I do. Yeah, it just it just sounds like a fart, basically. Yeah, it's uh, that's what it's like, though. You just like, well, I stepped in dog shit because that's the same way you react when you leave the theater or whatever. Leave your living room after watching Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Lies. All lies. people. Well, I spent two hours of my life watching a cartoon version of Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Uh, Elf is on my worst because... I like Elf, but I don't think anyone in the movie that made the movie liked Elf because they asked Will Ferrell to do a second one and he like vehemently said no. Well, but I think it's also because he knew that they basically struck, you know, Pater with number one. Yeah. Whether or not you like it or you hate it, it's a very decisive movie where everybody has an opinion on it. My dad hates it. Me? Yeah. I kind of like it. I think it's fun. I think but. I think I like it, but it's not. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. No, it's certainly it's one of those where if I'm just bored on say December 23rd or something like that, yeah. I'm tired, but I'm not quite ready to go to bed. I'll put that on in the background just to watch while I fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I totally forgot to put on my best list. A Charlie Brown Christmas. I freaking love the Peanuts, dude. I mean, I the Peanuts isn't better than Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. A hundred, hundred and fifty percent, it is. I don't know. I don't know how you've lived this long and come to that conclusion. I like I said, I haven't seen it in fifteen years, so it's still got a, a sweet spot in my heart. If I actually watched it, I'd probably think it was hot garbage. But it's the nostalgia, isn't it? That's what that's what they're marketing us nowadays. They're marketing us almost thirty-year-olds 
on nostalgia. They don't come up with original ideas for movies anymore. So, real quick, yeah, top three Christmas songs. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you think about it. I already know mine. Okay, go. So my number one. Ooh, I might actually have four. My number one would probably be uh, either Trans-Siberian Orchestra, like the Christmas Eve Sarajevo is what they call that, or it would be Band-Aid, uh, Do They Know It's Christmas Time at All. Okay. So you, you know what Band-Aid was, right? That was the super group organized by, I think, Bob Geldof. And no, anyway, it, it I don't was know a, what that is. Oh, okay. Hang on, then let me let me. Is it like Life Aid? Uh, similar. World Aid or whatever. So yeah, similar. Band Aid was a charity supergroup, mainly featuring British and Irish musicians, founded in 1984 by Bob Geldof. Okay. Uh, to raise money for famine in Ethiopia. The okay. song "Do They Know It's Christmas on That uh, That Year?" The song was recorded, blah blah blah, uh, and it was number one. Yeah, because it was number one for quite a while uh but anyway some some notable people uh bono was in it phil collins was in this group um boy george of culture club was in it yeah. wow uh simon lebon from duran duran george michael was in it obviously from wham and then wham. His solo yeah. george michael uh yeah. sting sting was in it of the police uh yeah sting of the police okay uh, Roger Taylor of Duran Duran. Whoa. Um, there, I mean, there was a lot of uh, Karen Woodward, if you know who Bananarama is. Bananarama. But anyway, there was a lot of very, very famous musicians. And the song is called Do They Know It's Christmas Time at All? And it's singing about, obviously, like the children in Africa okay. dying of starvation and famine. Oh, but, that's good. Uh, phenomenal song. Uh, I was going to say my number two is... Can you sample a bit for us? Can you sing part of it? Uh, no, not at all. Damn, okay. Okay, no, number one, not best Christmas song ever, uh, Christmas Shoes. Have you heard that song? Not that I know I of. I don't know who sings it, but it's literally the saddest thing, dude. This This kid wants to get these shoes from this store for her mom for Christmas because her mom's dying of cancer in the hospital. Dude, it's horribly sad. I'm like, what? They don't even play it on the radio anymore. There's a radio station up here that used to play it. Like they play all the Christmas music and they used to play that song. And I think people called in and were like, stop. That sounds You're terrible. Killing. Why would it's you want not, to listen to that? Yeah, but it's sad, dude. Like every time it comes on, I literally almost cry and I don't cry for anything. Fair so, enough. Uh, you said it though in your, uh, collaboration uh listing the artists in the collaboration yeah wham i forget the title of their song but their christmas song that everyone knows that's yeah. a fantastic song uh it's called last christmas oh that's it last christmas, last christmas. yeah the wham version uh i love jingle bells by frank sinatra when they're like yeah. that one to yeah. start you know uh, um I was going to say my number two is Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Yes, Wonderful Simply Christmas Time. Yeah, Paul McCartney. I knew you'd have a Beatle on there. Yeah, oh yeah. And then uh, number three. You wait a minute, wait a minute. You listed three. 
This will be number four. Well, this will be number four because I forgot about Trans Siberian. Yeah. Trans Siberian has a fuck ton of Christmas songs I like. Kendall's seen them in person like three times, and I've never yeah. been invited once. I've seen them. Uh, I've seen them at least once, uh, and they were phenomenal. Great show. Um, but my number four, I guess you could say. Uh huh. John Denver and the Muppets. Yes. My dad yes. has that album. He has, and I'm not kidding you when I say album. I mean he has the LP. He has the album. Yeah. He has the tape. He has the eight track. He has the CD. John Denver and the Muppets. He actually man. has two copies of the CD. And he bought it on the Amazon like music store. So he wow. has that album dedicated. 15 times over. But it's one specific song and it's the 12 Days of Christmas. Yep, the 12 Love Days. Love that song. But they all the songs on that album are good, honestly. My favorite Christmas song is the uh the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> does that, does that um, count as a christmas song i think that's kind of very directly a hanukkah song i don't know i don't know i ate crazy nights if you've never seen that cartoon with adam Sandler, that is a christmas movie i should have put that on my list because that's fantastic that that's on the honorable mentions yeah eight crazy nights is great um yeah I'm, i i can't think wham uh Wonderful Christmas time with Paul McCartney, I would agree with, is a top top three. Uh, I like Frank Sinatra, man. I like the old stuff. I think yeah. I've told you this. If if I ever got in a time machine and was able to travel, I would go back to like the whenever Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack was a big deal. Dean Martin and the, the late Sammy 40s, Davis. early 50s. Yeah. I was gonna say probably the 40s. Yeah. And I wanna, well, I wanna but hang you gotta out go, you gotta pack. go after 45. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably just hit 46 to start. I wouldn't go at all during 45, to be honest. Probably, just to be frank. Yeah, yeah probably just 46. to be just to be frank. Just start at 46. That's when, you know, now when history started anyway, maybe slightly after. But I would also like to see uh, when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball. So I think that's probably close to the same time uh well let's see when did i don't know but it made me really sad when they uh when i found out chadwick boseman died because i think that 42 movie is fantastic that is a phenomenal movie no i will 100 percent agree with you on that yeah uh, jackie robinson i gotta look up i it, it, i want to say much it of it, was... too much of it is about literally 42 uh i want to say it was in the so, so he was 40s. born in 1919. Yeah. So he probably would have started. Let's see. 30s. His, uh, professional debut. Oh, 40s, debut sorry. was 45. So it was like Kansas the same City time. Monarchs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you and his his MLB debut was 47, 47. for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay. All right. I like it. See, no. but I, I would go back and hang out with the Rat Pack, man. That would be awesome. I love Dean Martin's music. I love, I, when I got my driver's license, and I'm going to date myself again. I've been doing that a lot during this episode, it seems. But I mean, you may as well just marry yourself at this point. I had a CD player in my first vehicle. And the first CD that I bought for myself was a Frank Sinatra CD. 
Uh, well, you were clearly richer than us because my first car had a cassette player. I I bought the the CD player and installed it myself. Oh, there you go. Because it did okay. it did have a tape player, but I bought a CD player so I could listen to to Frank Sinatra, man. To Frank, there you go. Yeah, remember like "Come Fly with Me." Yeah, that that album. Fly me to the moon. Yeah, exactly. New York. Come on. We are both terrible singers. I'm not trying. If I actually got down here and we could auto tune this, maybe. You, yeah, we need to at this point. Should we, we, should we T-Pain just... this? <laughs> is, there, is there a T-Pain Christmas song out there? <laughs> there's got to be a T-Pain. No, but there's a Macklemore Christmas song, and it's actually kind of catchy. And I know you hate Macklemore, but it's catchy. I don't hate Macklemore. You said in a previous episode that you're against Macklemore. I, I never said that. You said uh, if he walked up to me in the grocery store and wanted to arm wrestle, I'd kick his ass. You specifically said that. Yeah, I, I probably could. That's true. But Macklemore's <laughs> probably like five foot eight. He's from fucking Spokane. He's from Seattle. Ryan Lewis was from Spokane, but they Whatever. are no longer an associated act. Okay. Same Ryan person. Lewis no longer produces him. By the way, Pentatonix has a phenomenal Christmas album. They do. Uh, every time I go on Spotify and I'm looking for a Christmas song, they're like, have you heard of Pentatonix? Oh, yeah. we suggest you listen to Pentatonix. Yeah. Hey, have you heard this version of this song by Pentatonix? I'm like, I'm looking for a certain song, Spotify. Why don't you back the f- up? <laughs> Jake getting mad at the, the algorithm. That... The curators at Spotify, man. Them. <laughs> Well, you, it's true. You did listen to Spotify more than 98% of America. So over 55,000 minutes this last year. That's a lot. That's a lot of minutes. Can we break that down just real quick for funsies? Have you done the I, math on this yet? No, I no, I haven't. But I think it's so, cute when people are sharing their like Spotify wrapped and they have like 7,000 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, that's fun. Like, you clearly I do that in a month. You're like, so, <laughs> Bitch, I don't even know uh, how you only have 7,000 minutes. That's only like a week's worth of listening. <laughs> you did that in a year? So, yeah. Uh, if we break this down to days, yeah, you yeah. listened to over 38 days straight of music. Seems about right. That's a lot of music. That is a over lot of a music. Over a month's worth of music. Yeah. So every single month, you were listening to roughly three full days of music. You were listening to 72 hours of music a month. So I'm break that down by year. day. You were listening to minimum three hours of music every single day. Okay. Well, you can't hate me because here's, I'm going to explain it. I'm going to justify it here. When I have to do the dishes, music goes on. When, uh, when I'm home alone and I don't want to watch TV, Music goes on, and then I'm just doing random shit in the house with the music playing. Uh, every time I get in my car, Spotify's on. Um, what else? When else? Oh, your, your car no longer just has a CD player. It, it actually connects to your phone. You've gotten an update since the truck? Yeah, yeah, slightly. I still have to, no. Uh, honestly, I got a new phone recently, and it's in the Galaxy family of phones. Yeah. And... Uh, I thought it was too new to like connect to my old Jeep in the Bluetooth because I couldn't figure it out. I would like go in and follow all the rules and then it was like unavailable. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Well, one day I did the same thing I did all the other days and it was like connected. 
nothing changed. I just I happened to catch it on a good day, I guess. <laughs> Does your Jeep still have my voice recorded in it? Not anymore, because now this is a new phone. So it did. It did for like five years. Yeah. Three, three years, probably. I'm so upset that you no longer hear me every single day. So I actually bypassed the part where you like push your button on your steering wheel and, and then you have to talk and say like, call so-and-so. Yeah. I just go onto my phone, click the contact and then sure. let it pick up from there. Cause I don't like when my phone talks to me <laughs> through the Bluetooth. So I just bypassed that whole thing. That's the, that's the most like first world shit I've ever heard. I don't like <laughs> it when my phone talks to me. Hey, do you know the history of Bluetooth? Uh, I, I, did it, I did it one point when I was in college, but I do not remember it, no. Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're going to have to tune into Expedition Unknown, episode Bluetooth. Episode Bluetooth. Yourself. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, all right. So I think we've covered. I think we've the best pretty of. much put a bow on it we we definitely were better at best of worst of i think it's okay to not know worst of because that just means you like most of the what you've seen yeah that's true most of it puts you in the in the happy spirit right we don't want to be like pissed off after it's in the holiday know? spirit that's for sure the giving spirit i think yeah is, uh... one that you might like that we didn't mention four christmases another one with john favreau uh it's got reese witherspoon yeah i've uh, seen it uh yeah. i do remember liking it i did it's been years since i saw that i think we own it because it was one time in the walmart like three dollar bin so we were just like yeah we'll get it yeah i guess that's that. often it's often how i see a lot of my movies i just go to walmart and i'm like oh yeah three bucks sure i'll buy whatever's, it. whatever's in the dollar movie bin you're just like hell yeah we're gonna watch uh let's see what is this we own a Fast and the Furious movies. Six tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we own a number of movies that no one has ever heard of, but it's and like, okay, one is called I believe a uh, Red Sparrow with uh, the girl from Hunger Games, oh. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, okay. It's basically it's basically uh, the accountant, but a female version. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I, I would see that. Oh, you can borrow it sometime. We own it. We also own a movie with uh, Gina Carano and uh, what's the guy's name from 22 Jump Street? Jonah Channing Hill. Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. They're in it and they're like spies, but it's a story told by like six points of view. That one's confusing as hell. It's called Haywire. You could borrow that one. Uh, we've got a number of them that are just random ass movies because we found them in the $3 bin and we're like, yep, we're feeling like a random movie. That's fair. I was looking to see what streaming platform I could find Red Sparrow on. Is it on any of them? Uh, it looks like... It's, it's an okay it's, movie. It's on Hulu if you have Hulu Live. Why do they do that? Why do they put movies on there that you can only watch if you have Live? I don't understand. I agree. It pisses me off. You know what doesn't piss me off? Uh, I hope you've seen the trailer. If not, as soon as we end this recording, you have to watch the trailer. There's a new Jack Reacher series coming to Amazon Prime. It's and you know who plays Jack Reacher? That fucking castle. castle. Yes. yes. I am yes. so excited for that. I am 100% oh. watching. I've seen all the trailers so far. 
Oh my god, I'm watching it too. I don't even have Amazon Prime. I know that's like a sin to You can you can borrow oh. mine. Dude, we are watching Reacher. We're gonna fucking watch that. Yes. Reacher. Yes. That fucking castle, dude. That fucking castle. Oh BMS, my god. Blue Mountain State, still one of the dumbest, funniest shows I've seen. The real life Blue Mountain State's gonna happen here in a couple weeks, I hear. Because Boise State made the Barstool Bowl. Hell yeah. The only game not televised on ESPN. Really? Yeah, Barstool Sports, man. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be BMS, dude. Random freaking announcers. It's streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's not going to be on network TV. Who are we playing? I saw it. The Chippewas, Central Michigan. Central Michigan, that's right. Yeah, and I have a little bit of a, well, it's not really a tie. Central Michigan, uh, their coach used to be the Florida head coach. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and he used the to old, be, old Gator. he's from Boise, I believe. Jim McElwain? Oh, yeah, old Jim. He lived down the street from me. For, <laughs> oh, yeah. Boise's got like half a million people, you asshole. I don't know he's everybody freaking, here. He's a freaking Division One football coach. They would hype him up. They would be like, oh, this guy's from Boise. Just like you guys were like, oh, remember that one actor that did that shitty Bourne movie? Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Wasn't he from Boise? I don't know. Oh, Maybe. no. What's the Aaron guy's Paul's name? the one Aaron, I always claim. Aaron Paul, that's right. Yeah, you should have said that shitty car movie. He's been in one movie and one TV show, and everyone's like, dude, check it out. He's from Boise, bro. He's, He's not even from Boise. He's from He's Emmett. <laughs> dude, yeah, but he has to say Boise because everyone's like, Emmett, what? What the fuck? Where Emmett? Like, Emmett? <laughs> They're is like, there like Emmett an the Emmett Bronx? in upstate New York? Like, is there an <laughs> Emmett in California? Emmett Smith? <laughs> is that your dad? You're saying you came from. Emmett? <laughs> Dude, that's okay. No one comes from Coeur d'Alene. No one comes from freaking Spokane. Like, uh, Yeah, that's why I Macklemore. had to bring up fucking Macklemore, but it turns out it wasn't even Macklemore. It was his knockoff partner. His producer. I get, that's why I maybe like White Christmas, because Bing Crosby's from Spokane. As soon as go. he made it rich, he never came back here. But Because Spokane is literally a shithole. It's, it's a dumpster fire actively burning. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it, Spokane was a city that in its heyday in the 1980s, it was going to be a star. They had the World's Fair. They had all this cool shit. They were right on railroad lines. Like, it was easy to get to. And then it just didn't didn't explode. It never took off. It and exploded. It's still that, it's but still it was that, because there was too many meth labs. Uh, yeah exactly it was a literal yeah. explosion yeah like a, a very literal explosion yeah yeah well you know what i just recently found out too is i mean someone's probably going to correct us on this but spokane Please is do. now a sanctuary city so they welcome the homeless that's a um, good that's a good economical move i think i don't I don't know that Spokane is where I would like to be homeless. It gets pretty goddamn cold there. Yeah, and it's hot. cold right now. Right now it's uh, like 28 degrees as we speak. Yeah, so, it's still at least like 38 down here. 
Don't even talk to us about weather, dude. Your ass played tennis the other day. I did. Uh, it's 37 right now down here. That's fantastic exercise, and I'm jealous that you even going to be outside. It was eight layers to go outside just to get the mail. No, it was a beautiful day. I was out there running around in a t-shirt. I'm pissed. Move to Boise, bitch. It's better down here. Aaron Paul's from there, dude. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I guess on that note, I guess we should uh, wrap on this one up. That note, we should. I think, uh, I think we can put a bow on it here. We talked about our top five Christmas movies. Number one for me being Christmas Vacation. For you, number one. White Christmas. The White Christmas classic. The classic. You got to go classic with Christmas movies. That's why uh, at this point, Christmas Vacation is a classic. It's like yeah. fucking 40 years old. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Valid point. Yeah, I guess not quite 40. It's 32 years old, 33 next year. Okay. But well, still, it's older than either one of us. And I'd say we're pretty classic at this point. And we are classic. We could put collector plates on our, on our selves. Yeah. On our rear ends. <laughs> yeah. Screw it, it right into the tailbone. Yeah, just bolt it into my butt, dude. <laughs> it's a mud uh, flap. Literally. <laughs> that's, that's a good note to leave on right there. That'll put the Christmas spirit into people. <laughs> uh, we, just shit, we just shit Christmas spirit on everybody. Yeah, we do. We're amazing like that. We're givers. What can we say? We are. We are. That's Aloha, Dan. I my am Jake. My Jake. And uh, this has been episode 24 of Bullshitters. Uh, Listen and subscribe today.